Okay, so we've been charged with uh, scoring this podcast. I understand the uh, theme of the podcast. It's uh, queer and pleasant strangers. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so I want something, uh, perhaps uh, we should start with... Uh, well, well, something that will underpin the whole uh, whole nature of the, uh, the 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 podcast. Yes, yes. So what are we have in the theme, perhaps bring in a line of skits that sort of come up periodically throughout the piece. Oh yes, and we sort of start with uh, some 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 uh, things that we've played. We maybe sort of bring that in at the start. Oh, uh, then... some good sort of uplifting, rising things oh, yes. that we've played. Yes. Yes. And then we sort of maybe transition on to into a uh, hmm, what do, what have we put in the middle there? Yes, an answering phrase. Perhaps we could uh, put in something like hmm, things that the things that have been watched. Yes, or maybe even maybe even things that have been listened to, seeing as it's a score. Yes, yes. I, well, maybe we should finish up with that as, yes. a, as a, the rising finale. And the crescendo, the if crescendo, you will. If you will uh, with uh, silly voices. Oh, and, um, I think just, uh, just a, a smattering here and there of queer trans ladies. My girl, I think we've done it. We can go home for an early lunch. Ooh, ooh. Zimmer would be proud. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about things we've been up to in the week and have a chat and do some silly voices and some skits and have a bit of a catch-up. And we're recording this on Trans Day of Visibility. I see you. Yes, I see you. We Yay. are both visible. There we are. This is the one day of the year where we are able to take selfies because we are we are corporeal yep. Yep. for this one 24-hour period. Yep. Uh, otherwise, this is this is why we can never be in a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to say this is why it's an audio podcast and not a video podcast, oh. is they would know the secret that 99% of the year we're invisible. So, so that uh, sort of tight image... Yeah, yeah. That was taken. Oh yeah, no. Any picture you've ever seen of us, even if we post selfies on not Trans Day of Remembrance, uh, Trans Day of Visibility, wrong one. Yes. If we, if you ever see a selfie posted not on Trans Day of Visibility, we took it on Trans Day of Visibility and just saved it up to use later in the year. So we, that's why we make sure to do like loads of different outfit changes and all the different makeup and (laughs) different hair (laughs) colours. Uh, so what have you been? What have you been playing this week, Jay? What have I been? We've played some things together. Yeah, should we start with those? What have we played yeah, together? We played Azul Summer Pavilion. Yes, uh, a game that is uh, has some of the most satisfying tactile, it's like so good things. Click-clack. So many good click clacks to rub your fingers through. It's like um, a bag of heavy Scrabble letters. That sort of sound. Yeah, it's that kind of sound, but it's like, it's so like pleasantly smooth, the so tiles. Smooth. It's, oh, and they're so good and colourful. Mm. Should we talk about the actual game as opposed to just how satisfying the click-clack tiles so, are? So the tiles are sort of diamond shape. Yeah. And the aim is to put them down on each of your personal boards. Yeah. Um, by uh, paying the cost. So uh, yeah. each... Uh, obviously, you can lay six together. 
to make like a flower shape. Yeah. Uh, each of those petals cost a different amount from one yeah. to six. And then basically it's it, you have like a drafting phase where you draft from these little plates that are apparently called factories. Yeah. You 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 pick which of the coloured tiles you want to take and depending on where they are on the factories, and we'll get to that in a second, you can perhaps take more of them or higher value ones. Um, but the general idea is you've got these flowers and um, you get one point for each petal you put down on a flower. One point for each uh, flower uh, petal that's next to the petal you've just put down. Mm -hmm. um, you get a big bunch of points if you can completely fill in a flower. So for like say, for purple, I put what I spent one to get one on the one, two tokens to get one on the two, all the way up to spending six on the six. Um, you would get a big bunch of points for that. Um, and then there's also some strategy in that all of these flowers sort of interconnect around the board, mm -hmm. and in the gaps between them, if you can sort of surround the gaps on the board using tiles, you get bonus tiles that then helps you to accumulate more points, oh. and yeah, it's it's a game about, like, it's a very simple rule set. It's like, here's like six colours, they're all worth like different points if you can complete their flower, but otherwise they're worth the same points. Um, there is a wild colour that changes each round, and you can maybe carry a little bit over between rounds, but what tiles do you want to take that you think will give you the best opportunity of scoring points? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's basically it. It's, it's beautifully designed, it's really simple, it's very satisfying, and you can play it in like 30, 25 yeah. minutes. It's it's a very quick, very rules like game that it's like it's super easy to to get the gist of what you're doing mm. and well, it's a real quick yeah. touch. And like there's not too many things. you don't have to be thinking like a million miles ahead to do well. Mm -hmm. You just have to be going in this moment, which set of tiles like if I take the blue ones off this, these ones are gonna move to the middle and that does open them up to the other player, but is that worth it, you know? It's just, which tiles will I take? Which one will that move to the communal pool? Will that offer my opponent something good that I maybe don't want to give them? And do I want to use these tiles or save them if they're going to be wild next turn? Mm -hmm. That's really all you have to think about. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting game. Like There is obviously the degree of randomness with how the tiles will come out of the bag and go onto the, uh, yeah. the factories each round, but like there is obviously the strategy of do I save yeah. these things or do I just stick them in the middle in the sort of free-for-all yeah. area? Also, what I will say about that randomised element is it's randomising the pool that everyone is working from as opposed to I as an individual am taking a random thing, now you as an individual are taking a random thing. The randomization is done in between turns and mm -hmm. it's like, okay, both of us have all the information available we can make informed decisions. Yes. It, it's not like you are relying on pulling the right thing out of the bag. It's, yep. okay, this is what got pulled out of the bag. Knowing that, what do I want to pick? It's mm -hmm. really good little game, that. It's really good. I would like to try it with other people. There, There's a flip side to those boards. You can play Ooh. a different variant of the game, like a, sim a simpler variant. Yeah. Um, And I think Azul, Summer Pavilion, is like the second or third iteration of Azul. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I very much enjoy this, so thanks Same. to Shut Up and Sit Down for the recommendation <laughs> on that one. I'm definitely up for playing more of Go, that. Gotta support the local game shop, who is 
really having a bit of a struggle at the moment. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> They're like, hey, we're doing like deliveries. We'll just leave it on your doorstep and run away. Please buy games. Uh, like, sure. Sure, I will buy games. So, uh, what about you? What have you played? I've been playing so much Animal Crossing. I am shocked. I know. It is really hitting that itch right now of organisational sorty game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm making pro- good progress with my island. Um, I have, like, eight houses down now. A couple of them, like, I've found, re- I've found villagers who are going to move into them. Uh, they just haven't moved in there. They're going to move in over the next day or so. Um, I think 10 is the maximum number of buildings you have, so I'm almost at the point where I can go, like, right, where are my 10 buildings going to be? Then I can start building the rest of the island around that. Um, I've got my shops, I've got my clothing shop today, uh, so I can get all sorts of fancy clothes. I bought a galaxy-themed, uh, hoodie in the shop today, and that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, I've started, like, organising all my trees by what kind of fruit or wood they produce, so that once I've laid down my houses and my buildings... I can then sort of start spreading them back out across the island again and have them kind of neatly organised. And it's made enough space that I can start putting attractions and things down around the island. Um, I started putting flowers down. I started putting some paths around. I expanded the size of my little bring an item, leave an item area. Mm. Um, I moved some houses around to sort of organise the island a bit more. Um, gosh, gosh, I've, I've been doing a lot in this game. Um... Today's big, big exciting thing, so it was, I played the turnip stock market. Mm. I spent a lot of my money on turnips, which their price fluctuates from island to island, day to day. Uh, I bought them for about 100 bells a turnip, filled an entire room of my house with turnips. I was like, I have no room for anything but turnips. And then I saw someone whose island was like, yeah, you can make a five times profit on that on my island today. So I went, and I suddenly had one and a half million bells, and I, I bought a second floor for my house, and I, I ha- I've been putting in, like, metal steps uh, to go up some slopes and put some bridges over rivers, and, oh, my island's really coming together. So you don't have to pole vault over rivers anymore. I don't have to pole vault over rivers no more. I have, I have, I have bridges. Bridges? It, yeah. Bridges. Do you, do you also have someone with a very heavy backpack wandering around? Oh, we're getting into Death Stranding, <laughs> are we? <laughs> but yeah, and I don't need the to, to take the ladder everywhere, because I can now mm. go up steps to get up slopes. Oh, heck. Yeah, I, I've been really, like, I'm really happy with how this island's been coming together. Um, I've been having some really nice social streams playing mm. this game. Yeah, um, sure. I had a nice Twitch stream the other day where, like, I just opened the gates and were like, hey, people, come visit. We did a little tour of the museum where I made up fake facts about all the animals as we went around. <laughs> I've had IRL friends where we've just spent a couple of hours exploring and doing things together, which has hmm. been really nice. Um, it's been really lovely. I'm having a very good time with Animal Crossing. It's very sweet. Very Yay. wholesome. Mm-hmm. Yay! What about you? What have you been playing this week? Okay, so it's going to sound kind of crass right now. Right. Um, I've been playing Pandemic, the board game. I mean, yeah, we were going to have to address this. You've been playing Pandemic. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. I've wanted it for ages. Yeah, no. In Jane's (laughs) defence, you've wanted it for a while. And let's be honest, there's no more fitting time to play it. 
it, it was one of the things on the photograph of the, hey, here's what we have in stock. Yeah, and there's that bit of like, I want to help support my local games business, and I do want this game. <laughs> but at the same time, it does feel a little bit crass right now. So, we have turned and looked at the elephant in the room and said, <laughs> I acknowledge you. Yes. With that out the way, how's Pandemic treating you? Uh, horribly. That's, 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 I don't, you've never played Pandemic, have you? Uh, I'm aware of the concept. I've never played through a game myself, but it's, I've seen it played. It's, it's one of those games that really hates you. Yes. It's like, I know people who can play, like, perfect games. And even some of those are like, yeah, mm, yeah, we, like, there is, there is still a risk of, the, like, we will only win 75% of our games. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It is tough. Um, yeah, but so basically, you are a team of researchers or, or team of scientists going around the world, trying to find cures for various diseases. You can try and eradicate them, or you can just get on and try and find cures. Um, and those who play it well apparently play it very, very well. Yeah. Um, people like me will play like three games in a row and lose a different way each time. Oh, I'm excited to at some point play along with you. As terrifying as it seemed watching the disease cascade from place to place, because it's like, well, this place got overrun, which overflows into this place next to it, which triggers that to overrun, which overflows into the next one, and oops, that whole continent's gone. It, it was quite funny because I was sitting there like running through a test game. Yeah, and uh, I think you were playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, and you sort of looked up and went, "I was doing the best." A lot. There's a there's a lot of red cubes over there. I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm having some trouble in in North Asia at the moment." Okay. Yeah. So uh, you're and explaining, then, like, two you're like, explaining two to later, me, I'm, yeah, yeah, how the overrunning mechanic works. A couple of turns ahead. Yeah, and then two two turns later, it was like, boom. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. I'm yeah. lost. And you were like, what? I, I, what? That was very quick. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This is why you have to deal with things quickly. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it looks a lot of fun. I wasn't playing with you at the time because I was very sleepy of brain. Is been that good comforting animal crossing. Yeah, it's been a, it's been one of those weeks where it's like I could manage. Um, what was that first game we talked about? Um, Absol. Absol. Uh, Azul. Azul. I could manage Azul. That was about the level of brain I had this weekend. But I was like, I don't have it in me to learn something more complicated. I just didn't. Yeah, it was fun. one of those weekends. Also, f- fun and satisfying click clack. Fun, satisfying click clack. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What about you? Have you played anything else? Uh, I have started playing through the Switch port of Saints Row 4. How How is that, that sounding? Uh, so far, I've only been playing it in handheld mode. I, I've not put it up on the telly to see how the resolution holds up up there, but in handheld, which is honestly where I want to play it if I'm buying it on Switch, mm-hmm. it looks real good. It runs a lot better than the Saints Row 3 port on Switch did. <laughs> uh, I've heard that like that apparently got a lot of patches over time and it did run a lot better by the end, but um, I never personally stuck around long enough to see that. Um, yeah, for anyone who's unaware, Saints Row 4 is like an open-world Grand Theft Auto-style game if it took itself a lot less seriously and was a bit sort of over-the-top exaggerated. Mm. Um, the plot of Saints Row 4 is... You're part of a tactical uh, SWAT team 
the and you end up climbing a nuclear bomb and diffusing it in the air after it's already been launched into the air to Aerosmith. Then you leap off of it and land in the White House, and now you're the president. And then aliens arrive, and you get locked in a simulation, and you get superpowers in the simulation to fight off the aliens. This is basically you're doing Matrix stuff. Yeah, it's it's quite a thing. Um. I've always really enjoyed Saints Row 4 on a mechanical level. I think it's a very satisfying game to play. It's a good power trip. Yes. Very early on in the game, you get the ability to, like, super fast sprint and leap, like, huge distances. In single bound. Yeah. And you you basically are just like, oh, I don't need I don't need cars. You, you spend, like, ten minutes having a car going, this is pretty fast. And it's like, no, I can run faster than that. Yeah. I remember the first time I played Saints Row 4, I... I didn't realise there was really any music in it apart from the dubstep gun. Yeah. Because I realised I'd got most of the way through the game without ever really getting in a car past that first mission where they're like, it's, get in a car and do yeah. it up. It's a, satis- it, it's, a, it's a good sign for a game when you make f- cars that feel good to drive and you never use them. By the, by the time you've got like run to and wall run and jumping, yeah. like... Being in a car is just an inconvenience. Oh, exactly. You've got other road users in the way. If I'm leaping from building to building, I don't have to worry about anyone. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, the Switch port runs really nicely. Um, as a default, it has a setting turned on uh, that's, I believe, it's dynamic resolution. Mm-hmm. Where basically, if there's lots of effects and visual stuff going on, and it would be in danger of lowering the frame rate of the game... Instead, it lowers the resolution on certain assets. Uh, mm-hmm. Typically, it'll lower the resolution on stuff that's blurred in the background, for example, okay. before it does things in the foreground. Um, and it'll basically... F- where you would normally get, like, a chug-in frame rate, it'll be, like... It'll be slightly less clear, and then it'll become more clear. And yeah. honestly, I think that's a really good compromise to get this running smoothly on the Switch. Mm. In that it is meant that... The game has held, in handheld, a really rock-solid performance, even when there's, like, lots of very flashy, sparky, explodey visual effects going on. Um, Even with the dubstep gun firing explosions everywhere, the game isn't slowing down. I mean, that's usually my set for how is Saint Row 4 doing, like, go to one of the areas where there's, like, corruption and people's heads are doing the big thing. There's a large population there. Whip out the dubstep gun with the explosive wubs. Yes. And just watch everyone dance. Yes. And it held up to that. Nice. In handheld, it holds up to that nicely. Now, if you would rather the resolution, like the visual quality stay consistent um, and you're less concerned about frame rate, you can swap those around and have the frame rate be the thing that can go up and down. But in my experience, that tends to be more noticeable. Yeah. Like, if, if the game stutters... That's noticeable. If the resolution changes a little bit and then goes back, I'm a lot less likely to notice it. I feel like the resolution changing is going to cause you to get shot less. Yes. Um, one thing I have been told by people on Twitter, and I haven't had a chance to test it, so don't hold me to this, is apparently the game runs nicely enough docked that you can turn off the um, the dynamic resolution and it still holds a decent frame rate. Mm. Um so I'm going to give that a try at some point when I can, you know, be bothered to put it up on the big TV. But I'm having a lot of fun. I I still find it really fun to just move around in that world. Mm. Um, I I enjoy a lot of its silliness. It's 
it's a very exaggerated kind of crass game, but it's it's good stupid fun. It is. Have you got to the bit with the uh, 2D side-scrolling? Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that. The, like, know. the first time I saw it, I was like, this is amazing. It's my actual character yeah. in bloggy 8-bit style. I know. I it's it. it's impressive how much of your character creator stuff they maintain. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just a fun game to play. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's nice. So yeah, I've been I've been enjoying having that to go back to. I've been doing a lot of comfort gaming, and that has meant like going back to games I already know and like. I mean, that is totally understandable. Yeah. What about you? What else have you been playing this week? Uh, I've been. Uh, well, I I was gonna say I have been playing. I have played through. Uh, good job. Yes, this is that Nintendo developed little game that was shown off in that uh, direct recently. Yeah. How how is this game? What is the game? Tell me about it. Uh, so so basically, the intro to this game can be summarised as ineptitude, 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 nepotism. <laughs> um, you are you know like the the um, symbols you see on like uh, wet floor signs and stuff. Yeah, those little people. You're one of those little people. Are you working in a big office building? You're working in a big office building. It it as far as I can tell, like your uh your parent your your tie and hat wearing parent is is basically like yeah you have a job now that you're older but you're gonna have to start way at the bottom and work your way up and through a series of puzzles that you are ranked with with grades i will come back to that in a minute (laughs) um you experience the world and try and do things and there are like Various bits of clothing that you can find throughout, hidden throughout each level. Yeah. So I think there's like four items of clothing for each level, so lots of different potential hmm. outfits. Um, hmm. I had a lot more fun when I stopped mess, uh, stopped focusing on what my grade was going to be. Yeah, because as far as I can tell, it does not matter at any point in the game. Yeah, so this is the thing that, like, from the trailers, I was very unsure about is the game gives you all these tasks that will be like clean up the office, move the printer to the other room, or things like this, and your the grade you're given at the end of the level seems to be. Did you do it without causing carnage? That's a good letter grade. Mm -hmm. However, seemingly the fun of the game is I can, you know, stretch an extension cord across the room and then ping this printer through the wall and I'll technically get the thing done and the wall will fall down and it'll be very funny. Um, And it seems like... uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but from the outside looking in, it looks like the things that are the most fun to do are not what the game is rewarding you grade-wise for doing. It's not. I mean, unless you decide that E is the best grade you can get. Yeah. Because it is the most fun to just go, yeah, I know the game wants me to do this, this, and this, but what if I just destroyed every wall in this office? Yeah. By, as you say, like, catapulting printers using the extension that, cable. That's the thing. Like, that seems like it would be... That That seemed like the selling point in the trailer was yeah. those kind of ways of doing things. And I'm like, I don't know how you would deal with that problem. Not have a letter grade system at all, or reward you for the more carnage you caused. Yeah. I, I feel like that... I feel like rewarding you for the carnage would have yeah. been more fun. 
Maybe rather than gut yeah. going like we've made this gut game, it's got all these fun yeah. mechanics in it. But if you use them, yeah, I feel like <laughs> they should reward you for like the more uh, the number of those mechanics that you use on your way to the checkpoint. Yeah, or something like that. Like so, at the moment, it is uh, time it took you to do the thing, and that could still be kept in. Yeah, actually, um, the it... amount of uh, damage you did. Yeah. And oh god, what's the other? I oh, like the the value of the damage that you've yeah. done. You know what I think would would completely flip this on its head and make it work, is your your uh, take away the grading system. There is a timer running. It is going to be near impossible to do it without causing carnage. And maybe you want to do it that way. And you you know you could be proud of like, aha, I did it in time and I didn't cause carnage. Mm. But for most people, it's like, oh no, the only way I'm going to get this done is to chaotically bash through the building. Okay. Like that would be a way to mechanically incentivize, you know, doing all the fun chaotic things. But for the people who want to do it perfectly. Like, aha, that's your, your glory rights. Yeah, I feel like that would have been a better option for the grading. Yeah. But, like, as it's played, it's like, yeah, get through this as fast as possible, touch nothing and cause no harm. It's like, well, first of all, I can't get most of the, um, like, the clothing accessories Yeah. without destroying at least something. Yeah. And sometimes that will mean, like, okay, I need to go in another room and get, like, a... a, a uh, like a dry whiteboard mm. and uh, you need to ram it through it, this wall and that will knock a thing off a shelf and I'll have that. Yeah. Or like, okay, I've got, I've got to get this ball, I'm going to push this ball around, position it under the grabby thing and then well, I can just very carefully knock this one wall down. Or I can swing it around like, uh, <laughs> you know... Like, like, looks fun. Like, looks fun and smash every wall in the entire building. And and, and maybe do a bit of bowling with the thing. Yeah. Um, like, it is a lot of fun. And the, uh, the, although the, the physics, I had a, f- a few problems with the physics a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was one thing where, like, I was trying to walk through a wall that I knocked down. And I think my character must have just hit the wrong bit of debris that moved in just the wrong way. Because I got pinged square across the level, and the thing that I was carrying, as far as I could tell, never landed. <laughs> it's like I'm just gonna have to restart that because uh, that, that that's hilarious. just gone. That sounds hilarious, though. Oh, yeah, it was fun. It was just like, oh, I can't finish the level that I've been spending the last fifteen minutes uh. working on. I mean, it was funny, but yeah. at the same time, just like, what just happened? There, there were levels that I completed solely because something just touched a wall wrong and the wall just fucking exploded. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are occasionally things where, like, um, a thing will just completely stop working. Oh, because no. there's too much debris around it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, at one point, I had a hoover and I was like, okay... Uh, I can use the hoover to suck out the uh, special item that's hidden under that, like, stair or something. Yeah. So I hoovered it out, and then, like, pressed the thing to eject the hoover. I'd been running around with the hoover a little bit already, so it was full of stuff. I ejected all the stuff. It fell all around me. I couldn't find the thing, and then I couldn't move, and I couldn't touch the (laughs) hoover. And it wouldn't let me pick anything up. It's like... 
Um, okay, I'll just restart level then, I guess. As frustrating as that sound, it also sounds... Like, at the very least, it sounds like there was some... Some fun to offset the frustration when things went wrong. I think resetting that level and starting again was the most fun because it was like, the hoover explodes now. Um, so it was just like, it, rather than emptying the hoover when I needed it, I was just like, I'm just going to wait until this explodes. Just, yeah. Okay, there's some corporate art, there's lots of paperwork, there's some books, there's a swivel chair. And like it's like a little Henry Hoover, it's just like, throbbing and vibrating it's just like just a few more bits of paperwork and a few more colleagues bang (laughs) now to start again while moving corporate art around a building oh i'm glad you had some fun with this game it's fun and silly and short and not bad for 18 quid as long as you don't stress too much about the letter grade there's a lot of fun to be had in it yeah definitely i think just ignore the letter grade yeah it's it's fun yeah what Uh, about you got any others the only other thing i've been playing is i started playing the demo for bravely default 2 uh so the original bravely default fantastic game absolutely great um it's a classic style jrpg and the big system they had going for it was um, you've got these two actions you can do in turn-based battles called bravely, bravely points and defaulting. Um, so bravely points are basically... You can spend them to do more than one action on your turn, when it would normally be one action per turn. So like, if you have five bravely points, you could do your normal attack and then spend a bravely point to also guard, so you've got an attack out, but also you're defending. Um, and defaulting is... Not doing anything on your turn, but you do build up a bravely point for later, and it's sort of balancing like not not doing things on turns when it's it, it's unnecessary, so that on turns when you're in desperate need, you have all of these bonus turns to use up. Um, it's a really interesting system. It has a really nice back and forth to it. Um, bravely default had a lot of really nice things going for it that made it um. A real pleasure to play through. A lot of, like, quality of life things. Um, stuff like, if you're trying to run back through a dungeon to get back to a town uh, and then get back to where you were in the dungeon, you can just turn off random battles entirely and go, no, I'm just trying to get back to the town and go do this thing. I don't want to fight my whole way there. We'll just turn random battles off for a bit. Do I need to level grind? I want to have 200% as many uh, random battles pop up. I want to have random battles fucking everywhere. Um, like, it was a lot of customizable, like, just nice quality of life things. Mm. Um, Bravely Second from this demo seems to be much of the same mechanically. Bravely Default 2. Uh, Bravely, Bravely Default 2. This is, this is why I get confused about their naming conventions. Bravely Default had a sequel called Bravely Second, yes. and now it has a sequel called Bravely Default 2. And Second and 2 being in two separate games, that's confusing yes so bravely default 2 uh so far it seems to be much the same as bravely default and bravely second um it is a classic style jrpg uh it looks gorgeous on the switch and the voice acting seems to be really nice and good character development the big thing here is enemies will sometimes have a job from like the jobs system 
or like a class, and if you defeat them, you can take an item from them, and it's like, aha, my characters can now be whatever kind of character that was I just defeated. Um, and that seems like a neat little system. I had enough fun with Bravely Default and Bravely Second that I, I'm confident I will like Bravely Default too. Um, so, yeah, the the demo is like fairly chunky and it's on the, the Switch now, if you want to give it a look and see if that feels fun. Yeah, I think that's everything I've played. Well then, so this. Uh, welcome, welcome everyone. Uh, thank you. I've realised that uh, for a lot of you this is probably a stretch. Mm -hmm. But um, thank you for joining us on this Discord. Hopefully the fact that uh, no one's had to turn their cameras on will uh, will feel a bit more calm about yeah, that. Yeah. We we have the satisfaction of, of uh, a blank computer monitor between each of us. The safety of a keyboard. So... It seems that the extroverts are not okay. Yeah, they're really, um, having a hard time with it. It feels like the extroverts are having exactly the opposite reaction to us. Like, they're, they're reacting the way we do when we're out in public. Yeah, they're not getting the social experience that they require. No. Our time has come. <gasps> Rise of the introverts. Ooh. We, I propose that we take over now, while they are distracted. You, 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 you're, you're suggesting we become the dominant force. Well, by dominant force, I mean we put controls on things. We keep a curfew and make sure everyone has to stay inside, like us. And we shall rule from our quiet safety bedrooms. Or, or, and hear me out on this one. We could help them get through this and hope that they help us get through being outside when it's all over. They never believed in us. I know, but we have got to show them kindness so they can show it to us. I mean, okay, yeah, that's... It would be nice to be nice, I guess. Isn't it? Yeah. It would be nice. I got a bit power hungry for a minute there. I don't know what came over me. I'm that's sorry. all right. I'm we all gonna... get a bit extroverted every now and then. I'm just going to... I'm just... I'm in my hoodie now. Oh no, it's okay. I'm in my hoodie, it's okay. Okay. It's okay in here. I have a, a stuffy and, and my hoodie, my big hoodie, it's been on the radiator. <sighs> oh dear, dear, dear. How, how, oh, oh, goodness, I'm having a struggle today. Oh dear, what's, what's up, darling? Well, well. I've I've been working on a new uh, survival tactic for this whole virus situation. Yes, well, I mean, I've just been drinking quite a lot of sherry. Well, you see, that's all well and good, but you still got to breathe. And breathing, who knows what you're going to breathe Very in. dangerous, dear, Indeed. very dangerous. So I've been working on a new device. I think it's going to save everyone from the, from the, from the illness. Who tell, dear, dear, So dear. I'm, I'm having my, my mask on, because, of course, it's saved. Naturally, yes, naturally. Yes. Um, but... A, that stops me drinking the alcohol. That stops me drinking the sherry. And B, mm, mm, mm. sherry, as we all know, alcohol is antibacterial. Yes, yes. So I've been soaking my face masks in sherry and just breathing in the fumes all day. Right, yes. And Indeed. I suppose it's been some lovely weather, so I suppose it's uh, heating it up. And well, just... you, yes, exactly. When I go for my, my one state-mandated daily exercise, I'm yes. getting all sort of hot and bothered and 
Really breathing the stuff in. And I, I, I thought it was effective as a liquid, but apparently as, as breathed in gas, it's... Ooh. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm very glad you've discovered this. Uh, I'm feeling better than I ever have. I can imagine it's a good time to be as drunk as that. Well, indeed. Can I trust you with a face mask? Uh, I mean, I think I should probably make my own lack oh, of contact. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, you're right, though. That is that is good. That, that is very, very, very healthy. healthy. Mm, I've got a healthy clown, so... <laughs> so... Oh, what have you put in your eyes? Oh, honestly, we, we put a lot of stuff in our eyes together this week. Yes. Um, should we talk spoiler-free about the ending of st- the, those final couple of episodes of Steven, v- Steven Universe Future? I mean, I can summarise that. <laughs> I mean... I thought it was an incredibly satisfying ending to that oh, show. Oh, it was! But yeah. I cried a lot. Oh god, yeah, no, and I think by design, like... It's no secret that Steven Universe Future as a season was... Hey, now that Steven isn't a child in the midst of, like, inter-universal war happening around him, he's got time to stop and slow down and think about everything that's happened, and a lot has happened, and he's got feelings, and he doesn't know how to deal with them very well. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like, like, (sighs) the season ended, like, in a very satisfying way for, let's talk about trauma and dealing with trauma. Um, I like some of the very specific things, like, in terms of people's responses to people dealing with trauma that this sh- the season finale called out, I think, were fantastic. Specifically, there's that Connie moment right near the end where she's all, hey, stop what you're doing. That is not a helpful response to someone else's trauma. That was very important. Mm-hmm. Oh, that show's so good. It's very, very good. I'm gonna be real sad when I start rewatching that show and go, "Oh God, oh God, all, the, all the trauma that's happening." This is a terrifying thing to happen to a child. Why was I so enamored with this show? Indeed, why was I not watching this show screaming, "Get the boy a therapist"? <laughs> because all the long I thought it was just a cartoon. Yeah, there, there, like... there were no consequences. There are no consequences to to. To putting a child on trial for war crimes. Yeah. They will process that totally fine. That'll be probably be fine. Yep, yep. They definitely they will definitely grow up well adjusted. Yeah, they'll like the number of times they'll nearly die. I mean all kids have to go through that sense of existential dread, right? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm real proud of how well they brought this, like, how how good of a conclusion they brought this show to. Um, like, I I was a bit, like, when, when we had the ending of the Diamond Arc and the ending of the movie, both of those I was like, okay, those are fine places to end this. And, you know, if we never got any more, I'd be like, yeah, okay, at least you didn't open any new cans of worms. This was a good ending. And I respect Rebecca Sugar's decision to be like, nah, no more of this. And any more that you might see of this is not mine and not 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 my my vision for the thing. Indeed, Rebecca Sugar's like, oh, if Cartoon Network try and milk this, 
It's nothing to do with me. Do not, do not treat it as as my canon for the show. It's not canon. Yeah. Ah, oh, Rebecca Sugar's real fucking talented, huh? Mm-hmm. As are the many people that work on that show. Indeed. But... All the the voice actors and all the artists. Ah, uh, I look forward to seeing with whatever they come up with next. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, what about you? What have you been watching this week? Well, we watched the uh, season finale of Picard as well. Everything's ending this week. Everything's ending. How did you feel? Hopefully, about... that's not too portentous. Oh God. How are you? How did you find the Picard finale? Um. Again. <laughs> yeah. I. I've, I've seen people really not having a not it not enjoying that finale and I don't know what finale they watched I loved that I thought it was it's not I mean the whole series was not for everyone um I think you you've got the problem of a lot of the old uh like Star Trek like classic fans they were used to you are forced to tell a story within 45 minutes yes and and that's it like let's not get too much into meta plot yeah. Whereas, like, Discovery and Picard both are very, like, here are long-running threads. Yes. There will be filler episodes mm. while we get through those threads. And, and well, not as so much in Picard, but there were a little bit in Discovery. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the it's, it's a different format, and people don't always like the... You have to pay attention to the whole series. Yeah. To get everything that's going on. I I liked where this series left all of its characters. Um, I think particularly the the uh, the scenes involving returning old characters. Yes. Um, toward the end of the finale were uh, really quite moving. It was yes. nice to to see those scenes play out and to see those characters interact. And good references to classic um, uh, next gen. Yeah, I will say it did feel a little, um, uh, a little bit queer baity. The we're going to, we're going yes. to throw in this moment right at the end with zero build up to it. Yeah, the only thing I would say is like I know Picard's been um, commissioned for two more seasons. Oh no, I there is room to grow that. So like they. They better, oh. yeah, but they have to make something yes, of it. They do, otherwise I'm gonna they, be like, no, fuck you. They do, but also like, did they know they'd been picked up for two more seasons when they filmed that and decided that was gonna be the ending? Because mm. like, that scene, uh, anyone who ever watched um, the Legend of Korra will know exactly the feeling where it's like out of nowhere, these two are holding hands, and nope, no, we're done, no, we're done. It's yeah. it's one of uh, there was a little bit of me where I was like. Mm. It's you, a bit Dumbledore's it, game, like, isn't it? Yeah, it's like I I get that these characters like I can picture them together, but also you did zero groundwork to like set that up. You did not earn that. You didn't earn Fuck it. You. you you went oh, and then we can tack this on at the end because that'll be another thing we can put in the finale. But, I mean, the thing that makes it so weird is like surely we. I mean, we've got gay opening gay characters in Discovery. Yeah, yeah. Why, why, why the need for? Because these are existing characters from the the canon, and to 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 gay them is to oh no, you ruined my childhood. Yay! Fuck you, own your childhood. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I really, I really enjoyed the the Picard finale, and I'm excited yeah. for more of that show. Indeed. 
I don't know where you go from there, but... I mean, that is a good question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have heard rumours. I am very interested. I have heard that um, they want to get Whoopi Goldberg back as Guinan. <gasps> oh. And, and, you know, from various uh, treks, we know that she was an interesting character that didn't really get explored as much as I felt was necessary in TNG. And it would be nice to be able to explore her character in a show that's allowed to be a little more like, aha, adults are watching this. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose there'd always been... I suppose there's always been, with like classic TNG, a certain... PG-13. Yes, it's the, we have to shy away from certain things because of our daytime TV slot rating. I'm sure I remember when it was on. It was like 6pm? It, it was definitely like prime time. Yeah, it was prime time pre-Watershed, you know. Ah, oh, I liked that Picard finale. I yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I liked all, all the things. I am curious about what that means to the wider world of Trek. Yeah, and and like a lot of that, the, like the last few episodes of Picard, I've been sitting there thinking, like, "Hey, is something happening with like Discovery-related stuff?" Yeah. Question mark. I mean, it would make sense. They're both concurrently running, and I could see reasons to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they're they're set at very different times, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely, but you could you could find ways to get around that. <laughs> things, all sorts of things. Anyway, have you watched anything else? Uh, yeah, so I started a new sports anime this week. Another one? Yeah, because I wrote a thing about sports anime and I was like, I I feel the need to watch other sports anime. Uh, I, I was complaining about the lack of good sports anime involving female casts. Mm-hmm. Um... And I have been watching a bunch of Hanibado, which is a uh, female-fronted badminton anime. Um, You found a sports anime with girls in it. A sports anime with girls that has... (gasps) And honestly, like, if if you're someone that enjoys the the structure and pacing of sports anime, like, say, Haikyuu, this is what what if if gender-swapped Haikyuu. It's different sport. All of the all of the pacing and the the sort of structural stuff is very similar in that it is, um, you've you've got your archetypes like the person who is naturally talented at the sport, but um, their personality doesn't gel well with others. You've got mm-hmm. the sort of um, aspiring person who's not necessarily the greatest raw talent, but they're trying harder than anyone else, and mm-hmm. you've got like all these various archetypes like working together and learning to be better at the sport and all the rivalries that go on. It's that same structure of show just with female leads. And it's great. Yay. I'm having... Uh, it is it is scratching the itch I have for more Haikyuu while season four is still ongoing, like, week by week and I can't watch all of it yet. Mm. It's like, I want more Haikyuu. Okay, I'll watch Hanabada. Okay, I want more Haikyuu. Okay, more Hanabada. <laughs> uh... Yeah, as I as I understand, it's a it's a much shorter run. It's like twelve episodes, but I've been having a great time with it so far. Mm. Yeah, 
Uh, what about you? What else have you been watching? I watched Castle in the Sky. Oh, one of, that, one of them Ghibli movies. That Ghibli movie. Tell yeah. us about that Ghibli movie. It's about um a person who is like I can't even remember how it starts, but they're like running away from pirates and they're running away from the military and then it turns out that they have this artifact that is related to some ancient civilization who lived in a castle in the sky <sighs> and the castle in the sky is real <gasps> and other things happen it's it's one of those Ghibli movies where it feels like they've reused character designs yes <laughs> it's like the, the the main character, in a couple of shots, looks like the spitting image of um, Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah. Uh, the leader of the pirates reminds me very much of, of char other characters from random Ghibli movies. I'm thinking Spirited Away. I could be wrong. I might be misremembering that. I know what you mean. It feels like a pastiche of some of their greatest hits in terms of character design. I, I mean, I never know which order any of these came in, but, like, yeah, I, I very much enjoy it. It's a, a, a nice fantasy story. I'm pretty sure Mark Hamill voices someone in that. Uh, Mark Hamill has voiced stuff in, in dubs of Ghibli films before, so, like, Sounds probably. Right. Yeah, um, it's... It's good Ghibli, good fantasy. Yeah. Beautiful backgrounds and scenery, oh, as always. Always love a good Ghibli film. They're so pretty. I know, right? There's no one quite like them. No, and it's just the thing you need in, like at the moment while everyone's locked up at home. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I want to see beautiful outside fantasy things with interesting <laughs> and nice things happen. Sometimes mm. horrible things, but... Yeah. Quite as bad as good. <laughs> uh, what about you? Got any others? Oh, I've just been watching like comfort viewing stuff. So like a big part of what I've had on while I've been working is other people's let's plays of Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. uh, particularly, I've been enjoying watching uh, some of the McElroy boys, both Griffin and separately uh, Travis. Mm -hmm. I've been doing little uh, live streams of just. Here's my island. Let's calmly and quietly plot around. Here's my here's my beach. Have a look at my nice beach. Here's here's my garden. I made. Oh, come have a look at my house. And here's the rooms I have. Oh, and here's my villagers. It's just very nice watching people like looking at the very different ways that people like to organize their virtual villages over time. Hmm. Like some people have a clear vision from day one as to where everything's gonna go. Um, some people like very much like pop things around and then like tidy it up later and it's really nice watching like the different uh visual creative thought processes that go behind how people decide to lay their towns out mm. and just that's just been very it's just been very wholesome gentle stuff to have on while i work mm. so yeah i've been enjoying watching some of those what nice. about you what have you been watching we watched most of season five of uh, DS9. Yeah, we're really plowing through that. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. We're going to be out of DS9 soon. We are. Um, we see... have proposed Battlestar as the next oh, one. Yeah. Um, DS9, like, definitely seasons four and five have really ramped up in terms of quality and, like, consistency of quality episodes. Yeah, like, the quality of the writing, the, like, 
the I feel like the way the characters have, have evolved over time yeah. has been really interesting. It's it's been starting to do a lot of like here's an episode that gives you a bit of additional depth to this character and why they are they the way they are. Some like really good mystery episodes, like how how are they going to solve this kind of episodes? Mm-hmm. We've we've had um, obviously the escalating war with the Dominion. Now we've got Klingons on board. Yeah, yeah. I. It has been a really solid season for a while. Um, yeah. I I think particularly I've been really loving some of the Odo specific. Uh, Episodes, the episodes where Odo gets a bigger hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the one with Odo and oh no, here's another Odo. Here's a little, little here's changeling, baby changeling. Little, little baby changeling. Thought that was a really interesting episode. Yeah. Oh, and obviously that sort of delved like quite interestingly into his backstory and stuff. Yeah, his relationship with uh, Doctor. The, yeah, the Doctor that found him initially. Yes, it's. It was interesting to see them interact rather than seeing him as just like a person that we we hear referenced a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think he's turned up a couple of times. Yeah, but yeah, but never was... heavily interacting with Odo, and certainly not in this way, in a sort of like understanding. Like, yeah, and I suppose he's like the closest thing Odo's got to like a parent, a parental yeah. figure. And it's like... So it's like, <sighs> hey, I have problems with the way you treated me as a child. Yeah, but. This is what you were like as a child. Yeah, uh, but but on the other hand, like yeah, do, you were still bad to me as a child. Yeah, doesn't undo that. No, and... absolutely. But I think yeah. sometimes that is an important part of growing up. Of yeah. like going, I did not like this thing my parent did to me, but actually that that mm, yeah certainly had results. Yeah, it definitely like. Some of those things could still be used, but maybe not in quite that way. Yeah, yeah. Or or maybe not to the extent that they were. Indeed. Like, yeah. I, I think a lot of people are like, I don't want to treat my kids the way my parents treated me. And then at some point during that, they realise, well, actually, I need a little bit of the, the, yeah. the strict too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. Trying to process, like, hey, this is, like, I get why parents did X thing. Doesn't mean I agree with it or to how they did, but I get it. Yeah, I think that the understanding your parents is an important part of, yeah. of growth. Yeah, even, and, you know, understanding doesn't mean you have to completely go, you did it right. Oh, no, but, I, no, yeah. no, 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 not at all. You don't have yeah. to, it's not about going, you, you, you did... I'm not saying you did anything right. I'm not saying you did everything wrong. But there is an understanding of like, okay, this is like this. And this is why sometimes this happens. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good episode, that one. It was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got any others? Um, the only other thing I've been watching is I've been re-watching that My Chemical Romance reunion show, mm. mainly because I'm sat here like, any day now they're going to cancel the UK shows, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to soften the blow by getting some, some MCR video into, into my face before I'm like, they're going to cancel it. I can see it coming. Yeah. Considering, like, the Pokemon Championships in August just got cancelled, uh, I'm like... Oh, yeah, we're starting to see the first, like, August event cancellations happening. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, I I've got a hospital appointment, and they were like, "We're we're looking to get people to reschedule for for starting in May." I was like, "Are we still gonna be? We're gonna be back from from May, are we? Mm, are we gonna?" I you're being optimistic, friends. Feels a bit optimistic. Yeah. So like this June concert, I'm like, mm, um, I'm not convinced. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, I've been I've been comfort viewing their most recent show just to just to bask in it. <laughs> Maybe they'll do like a home show. I I suspect not. I think it'll be like Japan and uh, New Zealand where it's like the show's being postponed until we don't know when. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, wait, you waited a decade. You can wait a little longer. Yeah, but also, I waited a decade. <laughs> Don't know. make me wait longer. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, have you been watching anything else? I think that's it, really. I think that's it for me as well. Well then, time for this. Got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, at this time... When we are all socially distillating, dist- distillating. <laughs> At this time, when we're socially distilling, <laughs> Dis- I'm about ninety percent proof at this point. <laughs> now that we're currently socially isolating and, uh, and distancing, yes, uh, and phys- isopropyl alcohol, yes, physically distancing our social interactions, yes. But we want to keep the social interactions up, yes. So what we need is greetings. Yes, but we can't shake hands, though. No. We can't, we can't high-five. No. Those I are mean, hand touches. Exactly. So, the best thing to do right now is head on over to the No Contact Handshake Emporium. Yeah? Head on over there right now. That's No Contact Handshake Emporium. Net. Enter the code 111. One one one. That's a good memorable code. It's a very good memorable code. I don't think I will forget it immediately. Um, so whatever the code was, and you can get fifty percent off. Uh, say for example, jazz hands, ah, clapping, an air shake, finger guns. Oh, finger guns is a particular favourite. Spirit fingers. Oh, spirit fingers. Oh wow. Just wiggling your nose. Yeah, yeah. Just doing a big smile. Uh, a big smile. Uh, respectful bowing from a distance. Mm-hmm. Blowing a raspberry. Oh no, that could you know you're gonna you're gonna be making fluids come out your mouth there with, with, with the mask on. Oh, with the mask on, you can raspberry all you like. Yeah, raspberry into your mask. Indeed. <laughs> Assuming there's not too much dribble. Well, that's the hope. You got to make it just a. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a very dry raspberry. No, not a wet one. Not a wet one. <laughs> Yeah, so that is the uh, No Contact Handshake Emporium. Don't lull that now. And enter the code 111111111. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Actor Softworks. Hi. Hi, hi. Yeah, so, uh, this virus thing's still going on, huh? Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I was assuming that it'd be gone within a week because, you know... I mean, that's what the politicians were saying, and well, I believe everything n- my Republican representative Well, exactly, says. but on top of that, even, none of our staff lasts longer than a week anyway, so, you know, like... I didn't Not think the any- way I treat him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think anything lasted longer than a week. Whoa. 
yeah, that's uh, that's that's a whole thing we're working on. The problem is, I'm concerned that um, the the productivity isn't what it could be. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like without me standing over them, looming, flogging them, glaring, uh, organizing lots of uh, very important meetings where I shout at people, I feel like without that the productivity is just gonna keep on sinking. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're uh, not a fan of this whole whole homeworking nonsense. No, no, I don't approve. Because it means that they, uh, while they're not on my watchful eye, they could be doing anything. I mean, especially the easily distracted ones. Yeah. What so they what... need is me to keep flying. Yeah. Them. So what do, what do you propose? Because we're not allowed to bring them back because, you know, they will arrest us and I don't want to go to jail again. Well, I mean... We were only, again, you we were there a week. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing lasts longer than a week. Especially exactly. not for people with a lot of money. Yeah. So, I have uh, been contacting uh, representatives, various representatives, and I have uh, arranged for all of our staff to be deemed key workers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at this time, everyone has turned to the entertainment industry to stop yeah, themselves. Yeah. You know, the government are a little bit afraid of what might happen. Apparently, there's growing mur murmurs of socialism. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're they're worried that, like, if people are set at home with nothing to do and no new entertainment, they will realize that they have power to, you know, rise up. Yeah, I mean, they'll realize that uh, there are many, many more of uh, them than us. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, what they have agreed that we can basically deem all of our staff uh, as key workers. We get them back into the office, and I get my my flog on. I I hope that includes all of them, including the ones with asthma. Oh, especially the ones with asthma. Yeah, they're the most fun to whip. Oh. Yeah, I mean, and that uh, the 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 one that brings the tea round. Oh, the uh, the, the older, really, really the older. One. Oh, really, yeah. really old. Gotta make sure we get that back in. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, especially. I, I I really like to like really just like psych that one out quite a lot. Do you ever think we're the evil ones? No, no, no. I I am a fucking genius. You are. I know. So, <sighs> what have you put in your ears? Uh, honestly, very little. It's been a lot of comfort listening again. Mm. A lot of just, a lot of just going through like albums and tracks I already know and like very well. Yeah. Um, I've not got it in me to to listen to anything new or to be experimental with music right now. It's just been like, let's listen to a bunch of. Uh, Dessa, and a bunch of My Chemical Romance, and a bunch of, um, uh, Watsky, and, uh, oh, I've not got uh, Spotify up at the moment, but I'll have a look at some others in a second. It's just been listening to stuff I know inside and out. Same. Yeah. yeah that's, I've had a lot of that too. Um, some, like, classic disco stuff, um, some fake disco, bit of Father Funk, uh, a bit of ABBA. Um, yeah, and then just hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of the Magnus Archives. Yes. That so show is so good! I need to listen to more of it, and I know I keep saying this, 
it's been it's been a lot. My my, it's been my a busy week. It's been a busy week, and my ability to focus is kind of short right now. But how are you getting on with it? How's it going? It's so good. <sighs> it, it just like definitely evolved very much into full cast drama at this point. Yeah, I mean there are obviously still a degree of this is a this is going to be a story about this thing, but then sometimes those stories are quite short, and there's a lot of okay, we're going to go and see a bit of this person, and this is going to happen with this person. There's going to be, like, two people tracked together in a, in a situation, and they're going to have, like, a whole thing going on. And just, like, like the, uh, the, 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 the narrative and the... Uh, and it's not too hard to follow still what's going on. I mean, everything. maybe it's just because I've been listening to it, like constantly yeah and i feel like i'm gonna get to the end of this it's gonna get to hey season five is being relate released throughout this year what do and i think the answer to what do is gonna be probably um just i'll, I'll probably try and listen to as much as possible as it goes on but I, I suspect that what's gonna happen is uh just before the like last few episodes come out I'm yeah. probably going to sit down and listen to the whole thing through again. That's totally fair. Because it's so good! Uh, well, maybe maybe we'll reach a point. Before we start um, before we start Battlestar, mm -hmm. maybe we have a while where our evenings are. We just put Magnus Archives on so I can catch up with you. Mm. <laughs> mm. Do I take this as an approving sound? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I really don't have much else to add to the listen this week. It's just been... I've just been tired and, like... Aww. it's It's been a lot of, like, I'm just going to put on one song that I know uh, that I like and just listen to that song for, like, four hours in a row. Cause, Sometimes that's what you need. Yeah, that's very much what I need at the moment. It's... Um, everything's a lot right now. Yeah. 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 Well, listen to Symbolic Boom as well. Oh, nice. Nice. Bit of, bit of, bit of chancy pirate music. Nice. Nice. Uh, in that case, is that everything we've listened to? I think that's everything. Well then, time for this. Hmm. You, uh, caught one of your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought me own, brought me own. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, been noticing during all this uh, social distancing, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been spending a lot more time just, like, keeping an eye out the window, yeah? Yeah. Because obviously I can't go and do my own investigation into the seedy underbellies of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what it is, yeah... I've worked out that cats are basically just uh, shutting humans, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you ever notice how cats, yeah, they just stare out the window? Longingly in that. Longingly staring out the window, as you say, yeah. So what is yeah? <clears throat> what are they uh, 
they're looking out the window. I find myself indeed looking out the window. Sometimes the cat will sit with me, look out the window. Sometimes on my shoulder. Sometimes on my lap. Yeah. And they're both, both you and the cat is like longing oh. for a world that is out of your reach. Exactly. A world that is outside of our reach. And if only we could get out there. Also, you know what that explains? Yeah. yeah. It explains why the cats sometimes go out and then about ten minutes later won't we'll come back in. Well, yeah. They've been yeah. going out for their daily state-mandated uh, walk, innit? Well, yeah, you know, and then the, obviously they're, like, standing by the doorway and they're like, I've seen, you know, plenty of humans during my one state-mandated uh, walk per day that, uh, you know, there are people just, you know, leaning out of their windows or standing in their doorways just like... Um, um, you know, I don't want to be in, don't want to be out. Like, you know, I always thought just the cat couldn't make up its mind, yeah, but it's just like, you know, sometimes you just got to, like, stand in the doorway, innit? So what you're saying is, yeah. right now, all of us are basically just big, hairless, trapped house cats. I mean, I am quite hairy. Well, I mean, there's that. The other thing, of course, is I've been chasing a ball of wool around the living room. I mean, you got to do something to pass the time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you're your user, yeah? Yeah. You've uh, been seeing a lot more of them recently, yeah? Oh, yeah, a lot more, a lot more of them. Yeah. It's weird, right? They've got this whole backlog of games they've never played before. All of a sudden, I'm seeing a lot more action on the downloads there. Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, not sunny day outside. I seem to be going out for a walk or something, but no, no, I'm just staying in. Yeah, I barely mean, left the house. Yeah, I mean, up until about two weeks ago, I was ninety-five percent unplayed games. You know, pick me up in a Steam sale. Yeah. Some promotion with some bundle thing, but no, not now. Like heading into the eighty percent, lot of games we played. Are you in the eighty percent place? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm. You know, I'm. I'm heading up there, heading up to the good numbers. Oh goodness! And and this is this is definitely just because they they fondly respect how good we are, and it's nothing to do with any other factors. No, it's definitely us. They have realised that Steam is the platform that they want to yeah. finally properly engage with. No more outdoors. Oh, no. No, they're very much more into us now. They realise that indoors is good. Yeah, perhaps there'll be another steam sale. Question time, sub questions. What's the questions? Uh, hi, Drob asks. Hi, Drob. Hi, Drob. Uh, have you seen the uh, finale of Steven Universe and if so what are your opinions I think we've covered that I think already. we've covered that maybe at some point we'll do a spoilery discussion of it uh, maybe maybe not this week no we're doing a sleepies <laughs> this week yeah um, Future Fishy asks any hot tips for working from home RIP my dissertation uh, the main thing I would suggest is treat it to a certain degree like you're working somewhere outside of the house like 
make the effort to put clothes on and you know uh, have have your routine that you would have and set try and create a space where it's like this is where I work and this isn't social space and yeah and if if yeah. you don't have the space to keep that permanently try and have it sort of as I bring this out I set this up this is my office for yes. the day and then put it away at the yes. end of the day that's it it's you have the thing that you take out and while this is like even if it's just like while this book is on the table with me like this is work time this is work mode I don't get distracted by fun things I could be doing around the room mm-hmm. and then I put it away when I'm done and I don't feel an obligation to continue yeah I have to say it's not been good for my ADHD <laughs> no I can imagine so it's like <laughs> Ah, okay, well, there's, like... Because, especially since my, like, desk mm. is, like, hey, this is the, the the desk that I usually just pile stuff on because I haven't had a yeah. working computer here for about three, four years. So, um, what do I, what What am I going to do? Oh, yeah, uh, I've got fidget spinners. I've got various uh, cube twisty puzzles. I've got mm. uh, this and that and the other. I've got paperwork I could be filing. It's like, yeah. no, focus on what you're supposed to be doing for the love of cheese. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a surprisingly hard thing to practice, but, like... I, I was talking with someone the other day who has only recently started working from home and they were talking about um, the fact that like they hadn't been putting makeup on, which is the thing they normally do before going to work, and were feeling very strange while working. And they were like, is it weird that I went and put makeup on just to sit at home by myself alone and work? It's like, no, sometimes you have to do those steps to go, I feel like I am... I've done the rituals I do that get me into, like, ah, I'm at work, this is work me. And, like, sometimes just respect the fact that it might not make sense, but you might just need to do those things. Yeah. Also, I mean, I tend to wear makeup for myself anyway. Yeah, but I'm not saying for you specifically. No, I mean, like, yeah, I think it is an important uh, to be remembering to do that sort of self-care that you would do for for yourself outside. It's like, it may be fun the first couple of days to go, I'm going to stay naked in my bed with my laptop on my lap. Won't this be fun and comfy? And then it's like, no, that's not going to be good for you. I cannot unwind when I go to bed now. Yes. It's like this has become the workplace. Yeah. I'm not touching base with my fucking pillows. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm -hmm. Um, Larry yelling at me. Hi, says, hi, Larry. Uh, you can hear us on Human Tolerant News again soon. Um, says, uh, I don't have a question for y'all, uh, per se, but I do have some questions you can ask each other. Okay. Uh, what's something I say a lot? Hmm. The first thing that comes to mind... <laughs> <laughs> no, the first thing that comes it's to... It's not that. No, okay. no, no, no. I was going to say, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of something that you say a lot is... When I say, like, oh, I'll see you shortly, and you respond with, uh... Not shortly. My name's not shortly. That, that's, that's the first thing that my brain could, could find, that it's like, that's, that's the thing that you say I really thought you were going to say more of this. Oh, more, more of, <laughs> I was, I was real tempted, but, like, 
you know. What's the second thing she says a lot? Because that will still be a sub subject. Yeah. <laughs> um, for you, I think it'd be the one I really think about a lot is uh, me too, but about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really sweet. Yeah. It, 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 the, the context for that is occasionally you will do a very lengthy spiel of, you know, I love this about you and this about you and then and this and this and this and I go. Me too, but about you. <laughs> so it's it's the like aha, the reverse card. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Um, uh, what's your favorite thing to? What's uh, my favorite thing to eat? Uh, hmm. You very much enjoy for breakfast chocolatey porridge. I feel like chocolatey porridge is gonna be fairly high on that list. No, no. Is this out of necessity, not out of out of enjoyment? Uh, oats are cheap. Okay, that's fair. My apologies that I misinterpreted you as enjoying chocolatey oats. I mean, I try to make them as enjoyable as possible by adding chocolate. But yeah. Um, ah well, curry. Well, I mean, yeah. Cu- okay, yeah. Cu- curry. <laughs> um, for you, anything with ketchup on it. I mean, yeah. Ketchup sandwich? I mean, ketchup sandwich is a staple. I wouldn't necessarily say it's my favourite. It is just, it is the staple. Um, it is quick and easy and... No- no- uh, noodles with ketchup in. I mean, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> um, uh, what do I do when I'm not with you? Sit and play, sit and play board games or video games or watch telly. You do media consumption-y things. You do a lot of listening to the Magnus archives when I'm not around. I do. Brr. Yeah, it's that <laughs> masturbating. Um, Honey, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what do you do when I'm not around? Um, get on with work. I mean, honestly, that's the answer. It's like, oh, there's no Jane around. I guess I'm just going to work like 26 hours a day. <laughs> uh, Word asks, if you were a villager in Animal Crossing, what would your nickname for the player be? Oh, well, assuming you're the player. Okay. Kitty bun. Kitty bun. <laughs> so, I, I don't know, is this a thing that it's, the villagers It's a thing. Do? The villagers will do this thing where they'll, like, say whatever sentence they're actually trying to say, and then they'll just throw in a nickname for you at the end of the sentence, so they might be like, oh, yeah, there, were, there was a beautiful um, beautiful meteor shower out last night. Wasn't there nutty? Okay. okay. They'll, they'll nickname you something and just throw it in at the end of sentences. Okay, I'm going with Blutiful. Oh! Zay uh, Monroe asks, uh, do you all have anything different slash special uh, planned for March 31st, or is it just another day for you both? Uh, it's transdavidability, visibility, we're being as visible at home as we're allowed to be. Well, this is it. I, I, did a, I did a selfie and was like, hey, I'm very happy being me and being out. Also, buy my book. <laughs> uh, we, we, we're doing this podcast Yeah That's what we're doing this today This is the most trans it's, thing we could have done today I think It's trapped not, in a house together no, It's not going up today But it, it, we're recording it today <laughs> uh, Sapphire Sunset Also that is an awesome Abby I know right Look at oh, Abby. That's, a, that's a very good avatar That's a good avatar That's some good artwork I don't know if they did it themselves or what But it's cool um, Who is the most pleasantly queer stranger you've met? Oh Oh, it feels really mean to rank pleasant strangers. I mean, initially I'd say you. Well, I mean you, but you seem like an obvious answer. You are. One I'm, of not, the... I'm not a stranger anymore. I'm still quite strange. Indeed. Um, 
I feel like beyond each other, I think all queer and pleasant strangers are equally lovely, and I feel like it's not in the spirit of the queer and pleasant strangers to start ranking queer and pleasant strangers by their pleasantness. It is it. You don't have to be queer, but as long as you're a pleasant stranger. Yeah. Uh, Dungeon Kitty asks, uh, I'm stuck in quarantine. Um, how how to, to not go stir-crazy, since I can't go to the woods? Ah. Uh, if, if able... Like, open a window, or step outside your front door, or just do something to get some fresh air. Just breaths of fresh air really help. Um, do some exercise. That is important. Yeah. Uh, try and get some movement on. Try and communicate with um, friends and people that mean a lot to you uh, remotely, if mm-hmm. possible. Try and find activities you can do over the computer together. Yeah, at the moment there's a lot of people forming like uh, gaming, like online gaming groups. Yeah. Uh, Tabletop Simulator is really good for that. There's I... people who are doing like live streams of gigs. Yeah. Uh, I... Virtual parties. I had some lovely time today hanging out in Animal Crossing over Discord with a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, just find yeah. ways to communicate with people outside of your house. Yes. You know, to to feel that sense of, like, I'm still connected to the wider world. Yeah, I think that's very important right now. Uh, Becky Tuhill, another queer and pleasant stranger. Hi! Love you. Uh, What do you think uh, will be the meh result of the pandemic? Um, I.e., like, uh, 9-11's lasting consequence was taking off shoes in airports. I mean, I... it's, it's, It's a disease rather than a terrorist threat, so... I would like to hope that, um, you know, perhaps the government will have a contingency plan for these things. Uh, that's a lot to hope. Um, people sneezing into their elbows. You can see a lot more people sneezing into their, their doing the, the Dracula sneeze. I think, uh, I, I think if you're going to do the, the, the Dracula sneeze, you really have to throw the other arm up. <laughs> if I, you're not making it a dab, it's... Yeah, I... I feel like that's going to be the lasting thing for a minute, and it's gonna, it's just going to be people sneeze into their into their elbows now. Yeah, I think that there's going to be a degree of that. I think for me personally, the difficulty is going to be going back to. It's not okay to walk across the street as soon as you see someone coming in the opposite direction. Yeah, that's going to be rough. I'm, I I like that. Big yeah. fan of that. Yeah, and I go out of my one uh, state uh, permitted exercise <laughs> per day. It's like I like that uh, as I can see someone. It's like okay, you're about a hundred yards away from me. I'm crossing the road. I'm getting. I I don't want to be in any kind of interaction distance to you at all. Indeed. And the other thing I like is just how quiet it is on the yeah. road. It's like okay, there's someone walking. They're on both sides of the road. People are walking in the same direction. How rude oh. for a start. Uh, I will now walk in the middle of the road without being fear, fear of being oh. hit by a car so in order to social distance from both of you. My my optimistic pie-in-the-sky thing I would like to see is right-wing people suddenly realising that universal health care and universal basic income and a properly funded NHS, etc., are important. Yeah, these aren't mere things, but I like I like no. that like big social change will happen as a result of this. Like people going, actually, we do need a properly funded I, healthcare system. I don't want this to drag on for like a year, a year and a half, because a lot of people would die. But also, if it did happen, that might be the best chance we ever get at 
social change and reform. Yeah, like, can we have properly funded hospitals? Can we keep homeless people housed? Yeah, can we keep homeless people housed? Can we keep it so that, like... Uh, the the payments that have been going for, like, hey, to keep people going during coronavirus are more than the payments, uh, the benefit payments given to people who are on unemployment. Can we raise unemployment benefits to match what you've now decided is, like, the minimum livable standard? Yep. And, and can we make sure that extends to all self-employed people? Because I know people that that does not apply to. Yep. I am looking at puppy games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like... Can we recognise that people who work in supermarkets are essential workers? They yes. keep society functioning. Can we pay them better than we're paying them now? Pay them, you know, above minimum wage. Pay them a proper living wage. Pay them, give them some benefits. Yes. Because they, without them, society crumbles. Mm-hmm. If they are important enough that we tell them to go to work day in, day out during a lockdown quarantine, they're important enough to get paid properly. Yes, they are. <sighs> so that. that <laughs> those things. Yeah. I mean, mayor if you're a Tory, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is all the questions. Well then. Time for this. Yes. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Crucial Justice Warriors. Crucial Justice Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Barry. How you doing? I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. How you doing? I'm doing alright. I'm doing alright. How's how's, how's everything treating you during the uh, isolation? Well, you know, it's been uh, tough, you know, lacking the uh, social contact that I, I, I very much enjoy. You know, I am a hugger. Oh, I know, I know. As as on many hugs over the years, not last week, but over the years have shown, Indeed. you do enjoy a good hug. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm missing that uh, that social contact. Although you know, there is something quite comforting about being uh, being at home on my own. But uh, still, there is plenty in the world that it's, uh, it's much easier to miss yeah. at the moment. Yeah, I had I had one thing this week that was uh, bothering me a little bit happening the week. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there was this whole thing going round uh, here in the UK where uh, so uh, they were going, oh, everyone, open your uh, your windows and your doors at uh, seven o'clock or whatever it is, and uh, do a clap for the NHS. Everyone's working very hard looking after yeah, people. Yeah. The, the clap for the doctors and nurses. Yeah, clap, clap at eight. Yeah. yeah, and the thing that bothered me about it is. Uh, it's come in the midst of, like, a lot of those people who were clapping for the NHS probably voted for the Tories. Yeah, there is a degree of that. And then, of course, they had old uh, Bojo out uh, yeah. doing a clap as well. Like, you know, someone it's... who has systematically gone through and, uh, you know, helped with the underfunding exactly. and the undermining and the selling off. and Exactly. And you look at all this and you go, like, people, don't forget, if you love the NHS this much... And you see how vital a resource they are right now. Don't forget the right-wing parties are constantly trying to just shovel money away from healthcare services. Yeah, they, you know, and, you know, not only that, but they would have very much let people keep going on about their daily lives. 
which would have put the NHS under even more strain. Yeah. And then, no doubt, they probably would have turned around and said, see how it fails. A clear sign that socialism is working. Well, it's like, if you look at America, for example, like, American politicians right now, uh, the right-wing ones, are getting a lot of praise for, like, hey, let's make sure there is money available for people who are out of work. Let's make sure that you're not going to get bankrupt if you uh, get this particular illness and have to go to hospital. And they're getting praise for these ideas. It's like left-wing politicians have been saying these things, you know, for ages when they weren't emergency situations. Just maybe we work towards a world where this is a thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny how we've gone from a, well, there isn't the money for, for you know, supporting these these vital services yeah. to... Uh, you know, there there isn't a magical money tree. Well, it turns out there is a magical money tree, and it printed out two one trillion dollar coins for some reason. Very very important those trillion dollar coins. Yeah, but like that's the thing is, it's like every time that a politician ever tells you there just isn't the money to do blank, there is. When there's an emergency, they find the money. They make a $2 trillion appear out of nowhere to pay for it. Yeah. They just make magic money. Yeah. It money is an the, illusion. Well, yeah, the economy is entirely an illusion. It is uh, uh, a, 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 a falsehood. And it is just a matter of uh, what people believe in, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <sighs> well, uh, you got your uh, pillow, mate. Yeah, I got the pillow. We'll right. hug each other's pillows. Yeah. Hug. Yeah. <sighs> Skype and a pillow hug. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the closest we can get at the moment. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, uh, well, hopefully, hopefully soon. Yeah. <sighs> Good, have we? Yeah. Good virtual hug. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna leave the call. I'm gonna go pop the kettle on. Yeah. Same. Same. We'll have a cup of tea. Yeah. Nice. Solana. Me? I can find you on the internet, darling. You can find me at Laura K. Buzz in all the places. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Uh, you can find all of my content at laurakbuzz.com, be it written articles, freelance features, videos, podcasts. Uh, most recently, I posted some freelance features I did for Polygon that are up there. Um... Other than that, I've got books, there's Uncomfortable Labels, it's about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum, and it is available where books are sold, or as an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com. There's also Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which the Unbound window for that has closed. I, th- I believe that your chance to get your name in the back of the book is gone, but it's going to be out in stores in, like, October, so keep an eye out for that and pre-order it at other places when it pops up there, too. Other than that, I'm on a bunch of podcasts. There is uh, Pixel Squirt, where I review video game pornography with Mari and Stacey from Geek Remix. Um, There is Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast where uh, we we deal with various social issues, uh, such as the uh, taking down capitalism and um, gentrification and... uh, colonialization and mm-hmm. like we deal with lots of big topics but in D&D every season's a self-contained story I'm in seasons three four five season six which just finished up and I'm very proud of how that went uh season seven which is about to start 
and some one-shots that are probably going to happen in between season mm. six and seven, one of which might have Jane on it, I think. Me. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Me. You. That what would are you, be awesome. What do you do on the internet? I'm Maniac Janiac on Twitter and YouTube. I'm Janiac on Twitch, where I stream on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I am also janiac.redbubble.com if you want to get one of my Wealth and Equality Solutions t-shirts or Is a it... Spookake shirt. Oh, they're both good shirts. They are both good shirts. And you two can get one for yourself. I am Stoned Monkey Radio on Patreon. That's the one that pays my bills for as little as a dollar a month. You can be the bedrock foundation of helping me do a support. I super appreciate that. I am hoping to get more creative things. Uh, the window for the um, exclusivity on my text adventure that I made ends uh, tomorrow at time of recording. So by the time you hear this, you will be able to get my text adventure if you want. I will put a link in the show notes. Yay. I will try and remember to put a link in the show notes. Uh, if not, hit me up on Twitter and I will I will send you a linky. Um, I think that's everything. No. Um, Patreon.com Stone Monkey Radio and SoundCloud.com slash Jane Nearest Magnet where you might be listening to this now. I think that's everything. I think so. It's probably not everything, but heck it. Let's go. Laura, will you sing us out? Until next time, be a stranger. I will. <laughs>